This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello, I'm Simon Calder, welcoming you to my independent travel podcast to bring you the latest news on travelling, whether you're just dreaming of a great escape or actually away and having the time of your life. You might tell from the acoustic in the background that I am at another railway station. Yes, this time the Waterloo station in London. Used to be, before the coronavirus pandemic, absolutely the busiest transport terminal in Europe. Certainly isn't, uh, as I speak to you, just a handful of passengers. But I'm here because I'm looking across to the old Eurostar platforms. Now... If you were an Eurostar passenger between when it started in 1994 and when it moved to St Pancras in 2008, all the trains went in and out of here. And there was a beautiful building, lovely arch um, devised curling around um, uh, from the being parallel to the Thames to sort of pointing in the general direction of France, I guess. And that carried the for Eurostar platforms. Now, those platforms have finally been brought back to use and they are all part of the uh, Southwestern Railways franchise. It serves the bit that goes out towards sort of Windsor and Reading. But I'm here because I'm very excited about rail travel going back to the way it was. Not in the sense of, um, oh, British rail sandwiches, but in Europe and a particular idea that has come in from um, French railways. Now, SNCF, the uh, French uh, National Railways, is um, an interesting operator. It actually owns a lot of uh, Eurostar. It's had to pump lots of money in to keep uh, that uh, London, Paris, Brussels, Amsterdam organisation alive. But it also does some innovative things in order to try to keep um, ahead of the competition or at least in tune with the competition and that you will know that of course the French had the first proper high-speed trains in Europe the uh, TGVs running between Paris and Lyon originally well they are now going back to the days before the TGV yes they are um, we go that's O-U-I-G-O is the brand name for SNCF trains so please follow me uh, French railway trains that are sold only through um, a, a, a dedicated website that will often start and end at slightly inconvenient stations. So, for instance, Marne la Vallée um, in east of Paris, uh, Disneyland Paris, you might know it better as, rather than uh, in the centre of Paris. But what they are doing is bringing back uh, the so called classic trains. Now, uh, Wigo Vitesse Classique is a back to the 21st, 20th century offering of um, traditional French rolling stock. Now, you might remember the Corail 
rolling stock. If you, those are those ones, those very nice trains that we all kind of associate with interrail a bit. So it's you know compartments mostly, uh, four seats in them, uh, nice big windows you can look out of, and that is the rolling stock that they will be using along with classic. Um, locomotive so your high your highest speed is going to be roughly 100 miles an hour um, 160 kilometers an hour rather than um, well getting on for twice that and journeys will take twice as long but I love the idea of what they are proposing because first of all it will keep the lid on costs uh, between Paris and Lyon which is a distance of roughly 300 miles um, they will be running down the old uh, line that used to effectively follow the valley of the Seine um, and then uh, go to Dijon and then from the other side effectively come down and um, uh, link up with the Rhone. Um, they will be going that same way and they will be taking five hours as opposed to two hours, two hours, 20 minutes or something on the um, high speed train. And if you are prepared to trade um, speed for a cheaper ticket, then, as I say, maximum 30 euros. That's 25 pounds, even for a last minute booking. Um, and the idea is that they are getting chased with uh, uh, buses. So competition from people like Flixbus. Now, I personally would not want to go from Paris to Lyon on a bus. Um, I have done it, but if somebody said, oh, you can go on a nice old old style train and it's only going to cost you 25 quid, even though you're booking at the last possible moment, I think I would say, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a, a, a good deal and I will happily take that. Now, I am not seeing any evidence of that happening so far in the UK, but you never know. What, what excites me about what's happening in Europe is that they are effectively thinking, right, well, we've got these high-speed trains and we're going to move from the model of, right, well, you want, you want to get a Neon, you're either going to pay uh, 60, 80, 100 euros um, for a, for a high-speed train or you're not going to be able to go there by rail. And so they're opening the options. Um, there's going to be another link, and that's between Paris and Nantes. And the idea is that you'll either be able to go via Saumur and Tours that's the uh, southern route, or via Le Mans, uh, that's the northern route. I don't know why they're doing it like that. I mean, it does strike me as slightly confusing, but that's all right. Um, that it's uh, uh, still going to be interesting to see who wishes to um, go to either city. So the essential uh, news that you need is, so when's this starting then? And all I can say is Platon, spring. Um, that's all they have said, but I am uh, watching and waiting for when this happens. And it's going to kind of really, I, I, I just think, empower us um, travellers who don't want to spend too much money, but want to make up our plans on the spur of the moment, um, just to be able to do that. But of course, you're going to have to book it online. So, well, I guess that's an advantage too. No more queuing up at the ticket office. And the one other question is, but we can't get into France. Um, and uh, yes, I'm fully aware of that, but I think that is going to change. I am on record at saying that I'm going to eat my hat on the uh, Saturday the 15th of January if the ban isn't ended by then. I'm relatively confident as of Tuesday evening that I won't need to, but um, I have been searching online for um, edible hats and you'd be surprised how many there are. 
well that's quite enough for now thank you very much for listening remember you can get all the news you need 24 hours a day at independent.co.uk and for now goodbye stay safe i look forward to talking to you tomorrow a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.